Alright, welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. This is episode one. So I guess maybe it's not a welcome back unless you heard the episode zero. <laughs> the episode zero zero. Uh, today we wanted to touch on uh, this is this topic is basically why aviation? Why would you want to be a pilot? And uh, maybe even uh, tap on a little bit of, of our day-to-day as, as professional pilots ourselves, just to get an idea of, of what, what a normal pilot does when he's at work. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, it, you know, aviation has, I don't know, it's been pretty good to me. I've, I've, I've got, honestly, zero complaints about my job or my career. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't change a single thing myself either. It's been a hell of a ride, you know, in the uh, 20 years that we've been doing uh, this. I mean, we both are similar age and started right out of college, right? Or right out of yeah. high school, really, right. uh, uh, in aviation. And, uh, uh, you know, um, not to go off on a tangent, but I would say uh, when you think of uh, the places that we've seen, which are obvious, that's an obvious thing. People are listening are like, well, I'd love to be a pilot uh, because I get to see all these amazing places. And that is a huge deal. But uh, secondly, what you, our listeners may not be thinking is uh, you work so closely with people that all have the same interests. You know? So if I, if I had uh, you know, 20 pilots uh, come in a room, um, and I asked how many of them probably <laughs> had motorcycles or dirt bikes or like to shoot guns or all, all, all that crap that uh, is stereotypical of a pilot. It, it is true. But when you work with like-minded individuals like that, um, you get some of the best friendships along the way that uh, I just don't think you would have in any other type of business that you get into because it draws a certain type of person. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? Uh, absolutely. You know, and I, I hear... Um... As you were saying that, I was thinking of a. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was thinking of the old joke. Uh, you know, how do you know? How do you if you're at a party? How do you know if there's an, another pilot there? He'll tell you. <laughs> uh, do you know? Uh, do you know what a pilot says halfway through his first date? Enough about airplanes. Let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it, that just goes to show. You know, this. I don't know. But we love what we do. We actually love what we do. And I hear my neighbors come home. You know, and they, they've been sitting under some fluorescent lights all day in some cubicle. Yes. Staring at numbers and staring at a computer screen. And and uh, I just got back from the beach on Naples, you know, in, <laughs> in Naples. And, you know, I had some ribs for lunch at, you know, Micklebob's. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's been sitting at a desk under uh, some fluorescent lamps all day. And I think uh, you and I have done enough desk work, too. Not a lot, but enough to know that this is much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're sitting here on a Friday at, uh, I don't know, three in the afternoon. Well, everybody else is working and we're making a podcast. So that, that says something right there, right? It, it actually says a lot. You know, I, I don't know. I know not the number of pilots who have side, side gigs. I mean, uh, I used to fly freight with a guy who owned a subway, uh, sandwich shop. Uh, that was his side thing. I, I mean, Mike, you have... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm a, a real estate investor and real estate agent in the Cincinnati area. And uh, I, I would say if, if other than the obvious things, uh, uh, the, the ability to fly these beautiful airplanes and go to these beautiful places, and then, like I said, the, the uh, people that we meet, 
uh, the the other major major thing that is so satisfying that I would bring up this is a career is your ability to leverage time. Um, you're only paid you, you you're paid on your skill, okay? And uh, it and this is in all facets of the industry. It doesn't matter if you're a corporate pilot, freight pilot. Uh, or or airline pilot, you're going to have more off time than what you're you're going to have in a traditional nine to five job, and also these layovers. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting to me as a corporate pilot. You fly these people on these business trips, and their day starts, their work starts when they land, and they have to go do something for eight hours, send in these seminars, cut these deals, and all this. Our work ends when we get there, and we literally have the free time to do whatever we want. And with these phones and uh, uh, the available, the connectivity you have, no matter where you're at in the country or the world, so to speak, you can leverage that time in a manner that you cannot do with most careers. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you could you could do uh, something not even related to aviation, and as long as it doesn't require you. Uh, to be there all the time in in physical presence, uh, I think you'd be surprised. You could, uh, I know a lot of pilots that double their income doing other things. You know, sure. And it's not it, you know, the situation you were describing was more of you know maybe what like an airline guy's doing three four days on the road or something. My right. my current stuff I do I do a lot of day trips. Yeah. So I may fly one day a week. And I'm I'm around the house, uh, you know, aggravating my wife the other four days, yes, five, six days, yes. you know. I mean, <laughs> how many times has your wife said to you, I, "You need to get a trip"? I mean, exactly. do you have any trips coming up? What are we? Are you going to work? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting paid. You know, you get your salary, but um, I, I remember uh, when I was flying for Delta private jets, um, I left. The, I got up about eight in the morning to go on a trip. I got my uniform on. And uh, I started driving to the airport, and then my wife was already at work. And uh, the dispatch called, and they said, "Oh, we've had uh, uh, we've moved some things around. That trip's moved to a different airplane. You can go back home." And I got super irritated. I'm like, "Okay, no problem." I hang up the phone, and I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, God, I got up, I got all this crap on. I drive halfway to the airport." Uh, and then, uh, you know, I call my wife to explain what happened, and she can tell by the tone of my voice that I'm irritated. And she's like, "What?" What is the matter with you? She's like, I never get up in the morning to go to work, and halfway there, my boss calls and tells me to go home. And if he did, I certainly wouldn't be upset about it. What What is wrong with you? You know, and when you think about that, uh, there's not many careers like that. Right. And, uh, you know, most of the changes that happen on what we plan on doing result in less work. Uh, I don't know if you find that in your. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, I've had guys they they say to me they say, uh, "Oh, you're you're a corporate pilot, Mike. Well, what's your schedule?" Well, I mean, I fly when the boss wants to fly somewhere, and they go, "So you're on call?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, all the time." And they're like, "Oh, that's got to be terrible. You never know when your phone's going to ring or whatever." And you're like, "Well." I worked eight days last month, <laughs> and I only went to warm, sunny places. How many days did you work last month? Do you think you could handle the on-call thing? You know, if if you know that's the case. So, um, and and that that's just one aspect of the business. And and I know in the program that we have, we touch on all this very thoroughly, the different types of jobs that there are in aviation. But um, whatever you're into, you can find that type of job, especially in this market that meets. For instance. If you are a homebody within you, you don't like to travel, let's say, there's 
aviation jobs, instructing jobs, simulator yep. jobs, tons of them where you can do the nine to five if you want. There's uh, classroom jobs. Uh, we have we have a college here in Cincinnati where you can actually teach aviation and be a teacher and not even fly. Um, there's uh, there's jobs where you go if you like long trips. A lot of lot of single guys they like these jobs where they make a lot of money and they go away for half a month or even a month at a time and then they come back and they have a whole month off and they like having that long stretch you know those right. jobs and those guys make a ton of money and they can turn their heat down in their house they got no expenses <laughs> right. man while they're gone right. i mean it's great but uh, you could touch on some of that sean yeah it, yeah actually you know there's there's good and bad to every one of those things that you just mentioned right the, uh, the uh like some of the instructors and stuff and we're not talking about like your your CFI over at your local airport. We're talking about uh, professional instructors and in, in simulator uh, training. Some of the there's three or four big name brand companies that that basically uh, have these simulators. Where as a pilot, as a professional pilot in a jet, you have to go out and fly the simulator every six months to a year, and they set engines on fire and hydraulic pumps fall off. <laughs> try of to it kill you. Whatever. Yeah, and you've got to virtually try to kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but these these machines are getting these uh, simulators are actually getting pretty realistic. I mean, they're all synced up with oh, Google yeah. Earth, and you can fly over your hometown golf course if you want, and you know it's it's all accurate. But anyway, um, those guys, those instructors, they make you know as much big as big money. Yeah, yeah, they make. They make good money. Yeah. But anyway, yep. as Mike was saying, there is something for everybody, and each one of these jobs has you know something different to it, like that. And speaking of the jobs, you know that's another important reason right now to get into aviation. If you've ever been thinking about it, there are so many jobs right now. Yes. I mean, not one week goes by. No, I take that back. Not like a three-day time period goes by. I don't get an email, get a postcard in the mail, yes. get a phone call from one of my one of my pilot buddies, whatever, saying, "Hey, did you hear about somebody so and so hiring?" Or a postcard in the mail. I just got a postcard uh, last week. It was one of these regional operators flying those little RJs. It was like a you know seventy seat RJ. Yeah, those are sweet RJ. to fly. Yeah. yeah, they were offering fifty thousand dollars sign on bonuses for if you could come on as yep. a captain. I'm not sure the bonuses you could just whatever get on, but anyway, it, that's just the state of the economy we're in right now. You'll think this is funny, Sean. I, I in the hangar, I run into an uh, older guy that I respect a ton, one of my mentors the other day at the airport, uh, and he's uh, maybe early 60s, um, and and he's like, uh, this came up, what we're talking about here, and he's all irritated. He's like, can I cuss on this? <laughs> gosh darn it! But he didn't say it like that. He's like, gosh darn it, Mike. They've been talking about this. Gosh darn pilot shortage my entire career, and it finally freaking happens, and I'm getting ready to retire. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, for us, you know, uh, it's great because we're halfway through our career, so to speak. We're in the summer of our career, um, and we think back and we say, jeez, uh, I wish this would have happened 10 or 15 years ago. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but it, you know, this guy's getting ready to retire, and he's seen a whole career of this, and he's never seen anything like this. But listen to you guys listening to this podcast. I mean, you're in the un- most unbelievable sweet spot ever. Oh, I God. Mean, if yeah. I was in my – if I was 18, 19 years old right now trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just – the 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 low hanging fruit right now, it, it's just everywhere. Yes, yes, and it was never like that. I mean, we we had to, and you'll hear 
if you follow us uh, on these podcasts and, our, and YouTube and things like that, you'll hear, you know, some of the stories that we had to go through to start our career to even get flight time was, you know, it was, it was a huge effort and, and every step of the way was fun, but um, our listeners are going to have a, a much easier path. And that's, that's fantastic. Right. Not only, not only easier because of the hiring, but um, some of the other changes that have happened, um, the changes were actually meant to make it more difficult uh, or uh, not a, such an easy mode of entry to get to the airline uh, pilot position uh, with with some of the crashes and stuff that happened. Yeah, the FAA increased some of the the uh, the law the minimums to right. hire. Right, but they didn't increase the right. In my opinion, they did. If they really wanted to do that, they didn't increase the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was increase the total time, which killed the old minimum of I'm getting too technical here for this kind of high level thing. But uh, the moral of the story is it is easier than ever, not only because it, not only because everybody's hiring, but because the minimums have changed. Yes. yes. I mean, you can get in with a lower uh, single engine minimum time instead of having this two or 300 hours of multi-engine time. It, right. That, that requirement's gone. And that, that was really a barrier to entry for folks because Absolutely was, you're yeah. talking about thousands and thousands of dollars of of multi-engine time or you had to go work somewhere to get that multi-engine time it was time. hard to get someone to hire you because you didn't have any time right you didn't have any time <laughs> but you needed the time to get the real job and, right and uh so you ended up flying some piece of junk you know like i i flew freight in a baron yeah you know for <laughs> every night it was something it was something broken yes. at the airplane or well, this thing's overheating. I'll shut down this engine. We'll bring it in on single engine again, you know, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Just, I had an engine failure in the Navajo. Yeah, it's, yeah it man. was just always something to get to the right. point. So the the requirements have changed. You can you need a little more total time, which can be done in a you know a cheap single engine airplane. Right, and that's you know it, so it's just all around such a great time right now. Yes. I can't get over how and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and, and one thing I'd like to add to most of you listening, one of the thoughts you may be thinking, because I'm a critical thinker also, and I think about this stuff, but um, you, you know, guys that are in business right now <clears throat> that are listening, and I'm sure you guys are. There's some very smart people that are doing business right now. They're they're saying, you know, well, yeah, we're on an up cycle in the economy. This is uh, one of the greatest. Oper- everybody's hiring in all aspects of business, and everybody has money right now, and they're spending and, and hiring. But you know, this is all a cycle, and this is going to start to deteriorate. Well, I, I will say that there maybe is a little of that right now in aviation, but that's not really the core of where this is being driven. So if you really study um, uh, airline hiring, um, and uh, a lot of that is based on um, uh, retirements, and they have these are all real numbers, guys. You can Google, uh, but basically uh, th- th- these airlines are forced with uh, these mandatory retirement ages, and and all this can be tracked, and they know how many seats they need to fill. Now, also the uh, the other growing demand, air travel is at an all time high, and globally, air travel is it 
unbelievable numbers because of the emerging middle class economies in other countries. So, um, you know, and a lot of these countries re- rely on U.S. pilots because, you know, we have the best pilots, to be honest with you. And that is causing the best all- training, the best training. Yes. They all come here to get trained. Yes. Too. Yes. So it's not just which it's not just the roaring U.S. economy, which is helping. It's there's other factors involved here. Uh, and, and, you know, you guys know that this is going to be, you know, several years uh, in a process for you to get into the cockpit of a jet if you use our program it will be a lot quicker but um you know things could change in the u.s economy but that still is not going to affect the demand for pilots in my opinion what what do you think yeah you know and i i meant before we uh shame on me before we hit the record button i was going to pull the actual numbers out of google yeah Um, but you know back on the retirement thing you know the mandatory age for an airline pilot to retire was 60 years old for for pretty much ever. Yeah. And it was just a few years ago, they increased it to 65. So it's 65 years old. You have to retire as an airline pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've already distinguished, and I'm going to kind of make up some of these numbers here because I don't remember what it is. But in the next, less than, less than like eight years from now, they've already determined that we will be past a point that will be, unrecoverable things continue the way they are right now there will be airlines that will have to go out of business because they don't have enough pilots it's unbelievable when you really see it and yeah i i believe that age 65 rule was was probably uh i don't know six seven years ago when they changed that uh but what happened is that caused no retirements right because everybody that was going to retire just got an extra five years well now that's all gone it, it, the, it, the five years has passed. So that was only a very short-term solution. Um, and, and what that also did was that, that allowed the earning scale. If you look at some of these pilot pay scales, my God, these big, big, you make the big, big money at the end of your career, and now you've got five more years to do that. So, um, mm-hmm. and that, and that, so it, it right. helped everybody, really. You know. Right. You know, the other thing that's happening with this whole, uh, you know, the old days, I don't know, you know, I, I'm – we're both in our 40s. So yeah. I remember when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have all these RJs flying around everywhere. No. It, it was, you know, it was like one big airliner went from wherever you were at, Cincinnati to Miami. Maybe there was two of them. That's a big route. But that's it. There wasn't eight RJs with 70 people on going down there. Every hour. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like that. But that's what we have right now today. That's our airline industry. Yeah. And... uh you know, our population's increasing. There's a growing middle class. There's, there's people, you know, back when, back when we were kids, you know, like I said, we're in our forties, when yes. I was a kid, rich people flew in that. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, there wasn't, you know, now like people, babies, everybody's flying. I mean, it's just, yeah. Four year olds yeah. are going to Disneyland, bef- you know, eight times before they're, it's just it's it's a different world we're living in it's it's uh it's more affordable there's discount airlines you know we have you know the spirit and allegiant yeah so now everybody shout out to allegiant i fly them constantly down to florida yeah yeah (laughs) i mean so you can you know if you're one step above living in your car you know, you can fly on Spirit or Allegiant, you know, for $37. You can get you down to Florida. You can't even drive for, for that price. No, you can't. Exactly. So that's why this need for pilots is there. Um, yeah. So uh, check it out. I mean, don't take our word for it. it, it five minutes on Google and, and a little doing a little career research, and you'll see that right. it's a winner. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of things, uh, you know, technology, uh, uh, not to get too deep into this, but, you know, is not growing at a linear scale. And there's a lot of concern moving forward when you're, if you're talking to the younger people and you're thinking of getting into a career path, that, you know, automation is going to uh, greatly affect, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, driverless cars and truck driving and cashiers and all these positions are going to be eliminated. Are you trying to say we have easy jobs? <laughs> <laughs> but I think the demand for pilots, uh, you know, I, I think there may be some some concern that it could go automated, but I don't think it will ever go fully automated. And if you look at these charts uh, uh, of demand, I, I think it's one of the most stable career paths you could move forward into at this point. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't see. Um, if anything, maybe. And this is still. See, it, the thing is, you you have the government to decide these type of things. Yeah. You know, like I, I was just re- a similar thing with the some of these new cars coming out. They wanted to put cameras on the side of the car instead of you know on the doors yes. you know, for each side view mirror yes. and then you could just turn your head to a centralized screen and see your side views but the DOT was completely against removing those mirrors we we can't substitute that with technology you know yeah. I, I just visioned <laughs> some some really old guy sitting grumpy old guy sitting at a desk you know no we can't do that yes yes so the removing two pilots from from an airliner i think it, I think that's down the road a little bit. We may see single pilot in our lifetime. Yeah, I think so. But uh, in Sean, you already do some single pilot flying in a jet, and, yeah. and I think that's that could happen. But a lot I of think, it. yeah, I think the public does not. They are certainly not comfortable with no pilots in an airplane. Uh, but I don't even know if the general public and a lot of corporate owners aren't aren't even comfortable with less than two pilots. Yeah, it's gonna be hard uh, sell. So, uh, bottom line is, guys, uh, I, I think. If you're looking towards a career and you look at the opportunity in this career path, and and then you you layer on top of that the earning potential, the quality of life, and the overall satisfaction. I mean, I, there's studies out there, right? I mean, I think it's said that 80% of people are are dissatisfied with the career that they're in, or it could even be higher. You know, they go to work only to make money, and that and you think of the hours and the time that you spend in your work. If you dislike your job and you're not excited to go to work, like Sean and I are every day. Um, that's a that's a huge deal. I mean, that is a huge deal, and uh, you're not going to have that navy. I really I don't know many pilots that hate their job, and even even no, if you find I, a complainer, yeah. it's 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 he he likes what he's doing when he's there. There may be something associated with the company or the schedule or something that he dislikes but uh it's just it's few and far between i'll be honest right i back to that thing i remember there was i think when i got my first job flying a jet i think every day for a year driving to work i had a smile on my face (laughs) i get to go fly a jet today look at me i'm flying oh yeah i still i mean i i I don't don't get me wrong i still like my job i love what i do but i just remember distinctly remember that like having a smile on my face yeah, I, every day driving to work and who who can say that yes. you know yes 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 <laughs> i'll tell you when i have a smile on my face when i take off out of cincinnati when it's uh i don't know surface temperature of about 24 degrees and overcast 
and then I land in South Florida, and we crack that door open, and that humidity fills the cockpit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. that's that's when I got a smile on my face, and that's not even to do with the flying the plane, you know. Right. That's just where right. we went. Or Start how about job. how about uh, when you blast out of um, uh, the Midwest here um, uh, in August, and uh, the surface temperatures um, I don't know ninety seven degrees, and then you land in a place like uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and there's towering white cap mountains around and you crack open the cockpit door and there's you know that mountain air that smells like silk starts filling the <laughs> filling the airplane yeah you're like are you uh, did somebody really just pay me to come to this place right. are there's you people that don't know what you're talking about with that smell though there's there's <laughs> something with that air out oh there. man yeah it's, it's, it's not like it's like we, a drug no i yeah it's the way the way it's supposed to be i, I think I, and yeah yeah i don't know about you sean but i have people that don't fly call me to ask me where to go on vacation yep. or, hey we're thinking about going yep. there or whatever because they know where, wherever they they know the chances are it, you you spend a career of 20 plus years flying rich people around to all the best places all yep. of them uh then you're gonna know where exactly. somebody's been it, it's an it's also an unbelievable uh conversation starter when you meet someone you go hey you got any vacations planned and then they say oh yeah we're gonna go to uh we're gonna be uh you know in uh fort lauderdale um yeah we're going down there for a week or whatever oh and then you go oh you know you should uh uh, you should take the uh, water taxi around and take a look at some of these amazing houses while you're there. It's only 20 bucks. Like, oh, really? Have you been there before? Uh, and then you go, oh, yeah, about 60 times, actually. <laughs> I have actually been there. Just I prefer to go in February. Six times last month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Hawaii, oh, my gosh, you know. Uh, I think I've done that, I don't know, a dozen times. Uh, and, you know, everybody, that's a dream uh, for sure. a lot of people. That's a dream, and, yeah. And a lot of people exactly. go to Hawaii. It's on my bucket list. Yep. I just, I would, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, no, you're right. I it, was just in uh, in Nassau, Bahamas. And yes. They told me to take my whole family, put it on the jet, put them on the jet. So my family got a four day vacation in, in the Bahamas at Nassau at the Atlantis. At the- and we were just out at the Mexican restaurant last night here in town and uh, we ran into some friends and. Oh, I saw on Facebook you guys were Atlantis, and the guy he's like, "Oh, it's on our bucket list." Like, <laughs> it's like the third time we've done that. <laughs> yes. So my boys, I have twin boys; they're twelve, and uh, they have spent New Year's in the Cayman Islands uh, six years in a row. Um, and uh, you know, it sounds like if you if you tell that to a normal person uh, that you've done that, uh, I I don't know if you ever looked at uh, ticket prices or room rates uh, in the Cayman Islands on uh, January first, but uh, <laughs> it ain't it ain't it ain't it ain't pretty. And uh, to 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 take your twelve year olds uh, on a on something like that is. Uh, really unheard of uh, six years in a row. So uh, it's only, hell, we were at a, uh, I'll tell one quick story. Uh, I was with my boys in the Cayman Islands and we went to a public uh, New Year's party. It was New Year's Eve. It was outside and for the listeners that are lucky enough to be familiar with the Cayman Islands, there's a outdoor shopping area called Cabana Bay. And uh, it's a it's a, a mixed used uh, 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 place of restaurants and stuff. And they had some live music there and we're, on the on the dance floor with the kids you know it's uh celebrating the new year and i just literally bump in 
to Mark Cuban, okay? And, uh, yeah, you told uh, yeah. me about this. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm like, Mark! And my boys know Shark Tank. I'm like, boys, it's Mark Cuban. He's like real nice. I'm like, hey, they're, they're big fans. Can we get a picture? So I get a picture <laughs> yeah. with Mark Cuban of my boys. But, I mean, these are the type of places. Just that, another day at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, I mean, uh, I have a list, and I'll keep that, uh, I'll spare you with it, but I, I actually keep it running in my phone when I worked at Delta, the celebrities, and that's all confidential. Uh, but, sure, uh, yeah. that It's for my personal list. I couldn't even keep track of the uh, famous people that I met uh, along with the uh, the places that I've been. It's just, it's a phenomenal. I mean, uh, it really is a, it's a fairy tale career. It is, and, uh, you know, I just, I want to go back to something. I, I was kind of joking when I said it. I said something about, are you saying our job's easy, easy job, something, whatever I said. But uh, that is something. Some of you out there may be listening to these things like, well, I could never be a pilot. Huh? Right. You got a perfect eyesight. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wear glasses. I, I work at Taco Bell, you know, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, whatever your excuse. Um, I can barely drive a car. I don't even have a driver's license. Whatever. None of that stuff, you know, as, as the world, I used to tell the story of, well, airplanes are getting easier to fly, just like it is like uh, you can rent like a U-Haul truck today, and it's way easier to drive than if you had a truck 40 years ago. 40 years ago, there there wouldn't have been any air conditioning in it. It would have been a stick shift, maybe even a double clutch. You know, who knows what? It would have been a diesel, so you'd have to worry about glow plugs starting the engine. It, now you run a U-Haul, it's just like you know driving an F-150. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Well, airplanes are the same thing, only even in a greater scale is it getting easier with gps and the autopilot systems and uh it's i mean literally it's it's ridiculously easy yes to to fly an airplane actually i've argued for years that it's getting too easy because guys like mike and i who came up the hard way <laughs> you know with none of this fancy crap yes uh, you know my, my the generation of pilots today is different than th- is. this is a whole nother podcast episode but <laughs> uh it, the moral of the story is uh we really want to keep these things to 30 minutes uh, but uh it, the moral of the story is it is easy and you can do it and that is why we created the pro pilot playbook yes and check it out propilotplaybook.com from not knowing the front of an airplane to the back of an airplane to getting your first paying pilot job it is the Get there in the fastest means possible and the cheapest way possible. Right. With us mentoring you. And, and one of the, you know, I always want to stress in every episode that, that, that our goal here is, is not really to, you know, create a huge side business. It's really to help people. And, uh, you know, there's so many mistakes that we made along the way. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we found out is, is when you get started in aviation, a lot of your career advice comes from people that haven't made it either. You know, you, you're, you're talking, n- nothing against flight instructors are wonderful, but you're talking to a flight instructor and he's telling you the course of action to take to get you in a jet where he's never even been in a jet himself. He needs the program. Too. Yes, he, <laughs> he needs the program also. So, <laughs> so uh, here you, you have uh, a combined 40 plus years of experience between both of us. Um, we've seen seen a ton and we're trying to walk you through our entire career uh, that we did and fine tune it so you can get there in not even half the time. The hacks, if you will. This is the hacks. That's right. But um, this is, yeah, not a flight training program, but a career counseling program for, for, uh, 
folks that want to be professional pilots. Yep, that's right. But uh, yeah, the, the purpose of this podcast, though, is just to familiarize yourself with us and, uh, and, and what we do and hopefully keep you interested. And we'd love to have you back uh, next week. And if you have any questions, make sure you submit them to uh, podcast at ProPilotPlaybook.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks.